Hello, my name is Manton Reese. This is Timetable, my short podcast. I want to follow up on two things quickly today. The first is the Kickstarter that I mentioned in episode six. I realized I didn't actually say what it was about, so I want to talk about that briefly. And also, a lot of people asked about the iPhone app that was rejected. I mentioned this in episode seven. A lot of people wanted to know more about it, and I thought I would go into that. But then it turns out we talked about this a lot on core intuition this week, uh, Daniel and I, and I think that is probably a better place to get the full story and related discussion around that. That's episode 217. So you can check that out at corent.org slash 217. I will say that I'm more convinced than ever that I'm not going to do in-app purchase. I was going through some of the credit card payment stuff in the web app, and it just reminded me that managing multiple payment sources is quite a bit of a hassle. I really want to focus on just credit cards. And one of the things I've done to simplify that in my previous apps is have like a shared web app that manages accounts between all my web apps. And I can start a session and redirect the user over to that shared web app and they can update the credit card. They can cancel or change their monthly plan. And I really want to reuse some of that so that I don't have to keep reinventing the wheel in terms of account management for every single app. It's just easier if I only have Stripe to deal with. So I also realized after listening to the episode of Core Intuition again, that there's actually this kind of conflict between the web app and the iPhone app, and that I'm not actually building an iPhone app. And I think Apple, of course, they see the iPhone app and they they think of everything in terms of the iPhone app. And they imagine in a perfect world, maybe you only have the iPhone app. Of course, that's their strategy for a lot of their own apps. You only have the iPhone app and people are discovering the iPhone app in the app store and that's how they find you. That's not actually what I'm doing, right? The iPhone app for what I'm doing is a nice extra thing. It's a free thing that you can download and you can use to have the best experience and you know different features on the phone. You often hear that a company is mobile first. Uh, they, you know, they, they're doing an iPhone app and an Android app. And it sometimes makes me wonder, like, should I, should that be me too? Should I be, the iPhone app is like the central thing. So for example, that new social network Peach launched, I'm pretty sure it was iPhone only. It's like, that's the experience people start up with. That's the social network. But one of the things I'm trying to do is encourage independent blogging, which is kind of the opposite of mobile first. If you think about mobile as a native app. So my project has to start with the web first. I'm not building an iPhone app first. I'm building a platform. I'm building a web app. I'm building something I honestly should be run by a startup with 10 people in venture capital, right? But it's just me. And it's it's daunting in some ways to launch something that's that's bigger than a single app. That's one of the reasons I haven't launched yet. Thinking about how do you launch something that's bigger than just an app? And the answer that I've come up with is you launch it slowly. (laughs) And this brings uh, me back to Kickstarter. My plan with this app is not to launch it all at once. I have some beta users. I have a beta mailing list that I'm going to send out first notice kind of as a, as a widespread beta too. But my idea is that I would use Kickstarter as a way to not exactly fund development of the app because I've been working on this for a year and a half. I don't exactly need more funding for the app itself, but as a way to build excitement around the project, to offer something for people who are passionate about this to kind of understand what I'm trying to do. And also as a way to slowly let people into the the beta. So the Kickstarter itself is for a book. It's for a book about 
independent microblogging. And it's a short book. It'll be a PDF option. I'd like to do a print-on-demand version as well. But it's kind of a Kickstarter-friendly project, right? It's difficult sometimes to, to have software projects funded on Kickstarter. It's not the perfect fit sometimes. And so with a book, I think it fits well into Kickstarter. I think it could build a lot of interest around this idea because the idea is bigger than the app, right? Encouraging independent microblogs, for example, as bigger than any one app. And so I use that to get people excited. And for people that are already excited, a way to support this project. And then I roll out the beta of the full platform and the iPhone app and everything else to the Kickstarter backers first. And I slowly ramp it up there. And it's kind of like a 30-day launch, right? Announce everything. Kickstarter is available. Hopefully it funds. But even if it doesn't, this is how I launch, like a 30-day ramp up. And then when the Kickstarter completely funds... I have to go off and hide for a little while and finish writing the book um, and finish the software and then it would officially launch. So that's the idea. Maybe crazy. Maybe it's not the right approach, but it's something I, I hit on several months ago and it felt like a good fit for this project. Anyway, thanks for listening today. You can find past episodes at timetable.fm and thanks again for everyone's feedback.